Uh, okay. <clears throat> All righty. Okay. <sighs> All right, here we go. Oh, man. So much to get to. Let's get right into the WrestleZone Daily. But before I do that, I got to fire up them tasty riffs. from the NBC Tower in downtown Chicago. I'm Kevin Kelm. Over on the other side of the screen, the man who reports to you everything. SmackDown, Raw, Above Average, LLP, Lavelle Porter. How are you, my friend? Making your debut with us here on the uh, live streaming version. I am awesome. Yeah. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, man, so much fun. I've been waiting to have you on the show here for quite some time, so I'm very happy to do it. So much to get into today. If you're joining us on the podcast, don't worry. We still want you a part of the show. Send us your tweets at WrestleZone.com. Give us a big review over on the iTunes. We're on the TuneIn. Any app where you can get podcasts, you pretty much have us. And we want to keep everyone going, no matter whether you listen to us live. So many people in the stream right now. Oh, wow. ton of people love this. A lot of people sing along with the theme song. Love that. I mean, Uh, how can you not? Yeah, how could you not love that song? Uh, come on, it's so much fun. Andy Milne did that for us. You can look him up on uh, YouTube. He has a lot of ridiculous stuff. He's a, he's a good man, and he lives right down the hall from me. <laughs> so it, it helps. Uh, so much to get into. Uh, we have this big story with Becky Lynch, and uh, want to get into this. And let us know what you guys think. Give us a like if you think she can maintain her momentum. The hottest, most talked about woman in professional wrestling today, the SmackDown Women's Champion. Of course, we know on Monday night she closed out a chaotic brawl at the end of Raw that would have really laid into this Sunday's Survivor Series, a long-awaited match between her and Ronda Rousey. The SmackDown Women's Champion versus the Raw Women's Champion, a match that they had just trash-talked up to the highest highs. And then... She got blindsided by an accidental blow to the face by Nia Jax, and that ending brawl uh, fractured her orbital bone, broke her nose, and suffered a severe concussion that will keep her off Sunday's Survivor Series card. We're getting Charlotte Flair. Not too bad there, but a lot of rumors coming out today. The freshest news we have is from, the, the, of course, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Dave Meltzer reporting in today's issue that... It looks like the circumstances may be in the benefit of Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey in the long run as they will get their match. They'll get it in the main event of WrestleMania. That is the current plan right now. Now, obviously, it's the middle of November. It could change. Uh, but can this match stay together with everything that changes so much in WWE? Personally, um, I think so. It's just one of those things where they just have to follow a tried-and-true method. All they have to do is do exactly what they did with Stone Cold Steve Austin when Owen Hart um, accidentally broke his neck. The worst thing they could do is take Becky Lynch off TV. She's literally the hottest thing that WWE's seen in, in I want to say, at least a year. Mm. Um, she's you know getting headlines on TMZ. She's all over the place. You, you put her at the commentary desk. You make her help. Make her Paige's assistant. Do something to keep her on TV as much as humanly possible. Allow her to continuously antagonize the rest of the women's uh, SmackDown Live women's roster. And you also allow uh, allow her to continue continue to crap talk Ronda while Ronda's on Raw. Because after Survivor Series, there's, there's not going to be any more crossover until WrestleMania. Unless you count, you know, whatever, let's the Royal Rumble, what have, have you. If Lynch is cleared to wrestle at that point, which she probably will be, they can have a run in and that could be lead to the build towards the actual build towards the, this massive WrestleMania match that we may have. Yeah, uh, and of course, uh, some people bring this up, and we will continue the, the current discussion, though. Uh, they did cancel 
the on-sale party. I believe it was supposed to be tonight in the New York area for WrestleMania just due to inclemental weather and snow. Our very own Bill Pritchard was going to be there, so if you were heading out to that, that is not happening. That show was going to feature Cassius Ono versus Matt Riddle on it, and that was just like a free show. If you bought tickets to WrestleMania, you could just get this free show. Uh, so that's not happening. But while we're building to that show, which will be a very big WrestleMania, WrestleMania is already big already, but it's in New York City, so you got to think WWE putting the the all of this momentum in current planning, which can change mm-hmm. behind Becky Lynch and Ronda. Now, Ronda's a huge investment. Becky Lynch, she's been there. She's been a player. She's been a SmackDown Women's Champion before. But we saw so mm-hmm. much in the angle with Charlotte that her hubris, her like indignant uh, uh, resentment towards the idea of her not being a, a, a position to be the top female star for them, uh, propelled her. her. Her ability to just be resentful of everyone made people love her more. And, and I, th- I really think the benefit of that is really dialed into her trash-talking. It's some. It's never that we didn't think that she was in a personable character, uh, but right. the fact that she's really just become such an edgy, indignant, mean character, uh, you want a badass, and you're getting that from her. And I think that's why fans are really enjoying her. I mean, the stuff that she's saying on on social media is just straight hot fire. I mean, like like that last, the last Dick Rousey about the the weakness of losing. I was like, ooh. Because we all know how real that is, and that's one of the, that's one of the main reasons why she is who she is. If you look at the people that um, that the WWE honestness has latched onto that they probably shouldn't have, you look at your, your CM Punk's. What, what was one of his main um, hallmarks? He said things that you thought people shouldn't be able to say. Got to talk him into the building, man, and you got to you got to get people's attention. And uh, she's certainly done a whole, whole lot of it now. Now, whether or not the match would be exciting, I think it would be. I think Ronda's proven as someone who's – she puts in the time. She's put in the work. Do I think she's the best wrestler in the world at the moment? No. But she's a lot better than she should be. And she's a lot better on the mic than she should be. And I think some of that comes from her acting background. And also, uh, anyone who wants to crap on Ronda, no, she's making a big commitment to WWE. Does she deserve the money she is? Yeah, because she's a huge star. She brings a lot of eyeballs to the product and a lot of fans that, that wouldn't normally be watching. And you need that, especially going into next year when you're going to be on two different TV networks and all those different things. Uh, But I do want want to to get into this. Survivor Series is still this Sunday, and we still have some big matches on that. We'll get into those matches in a little bit, but is is WWE going to really uh, hammer down the idea of it's a first female main event? Are we gonna are we gonna get that again? Because I think it's what you need. It's what fans are gonna respond to. It's gonna be a talking point in the press when you start putting uh, these stars on you know on the press route, and there's gonna be a lot of that, especially when you're doing it in New York City, the biggest media market in the country. True, uh, you have to do that, and you know, e- even even if it was, even if we didn't think it was the right course of action, it's the WWE's only course of action. If it's one thing that we know about them is they take one little thing and they will beat the hell out of us with it. It's what works, like, it, but it's what works, and everyone complains about it. But when they did it with Evolution, when you watch that Evolution show, you got the idea that this was historic because they kept saying it. And repetition, I can say this from working in radio, repetition is the is the is the friend of consumerism. It, it gives you the idea that this is something I need to find and see, and here's why this is important, blah, blah, blah. They're saying it's important again. you know. And there's there's just, when you can hammer something home and really get it into people's heads is when it works and when it connects. But we got a lot going on with Survivor Series. Why don't we get right into this card because there's a lot going on here, uh, and we will get into some other stories, including uh, what's going on with Ring of Honor. There are some big stars besides the elite who have not signed new deals. We'll also talk later on in the show about the ridiculous thing that Enzo Amore did and what is going on with Cody in the Ring of Honor title. So we will do some things outside WWE, but I did want to get into this. Survivor Series, we'll have special coverage of it, and you'll be on top of it. Kudos to you, Lavelle. Dude, you are one of the hardest working guys at WrestleZone. He does, for, for the people who are listening and, and read WrestleZone, he does live shows for Raw for SmackDown, for NXT, and the pay-per-views. And you have a wife that still talks to you while this is going on. Am I correct? Barely. barely. <laughs> <laughs> let's just say, um, let's just say the, the week of Christmas is going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get more than a lump of coal in your stocking, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
uh, with a Raw and SmackDown between Christmas Eve and, and Christmas Day. Oh Lord, that's going to be fun. But hey, you know somebody somebody has to do it, right? Yeah, maybe 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 we can talk to Bill Pritchard see if, see if we can watch, get you to watch the Hulu version of it the day after or something like that. We'll go with it. Uh, but let's if, just if the, if the next Monday where we're talking about you, you wear one hand, you say the recently divorced Lavelle. You know. <laughs> Yeah, she she gave herself a present. It's getting myself my own time. That's what she's doing. Uh, all right, so uh, we're going to jump right into this Survivor Series card. A lot going on in this. Do you want to talk about the, the women's match that was put together here? We're getting Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey. This was supposed to be the long-rumored final battle that we would see at, at WrestleMania. Now we're getting it a lot earlier. And also, Charlotte... Yeah, you're getting Ronda Rousey, but you're not getting her at WrestleMania. You're getting her in Los Angeles, a big market. You're getting her on a big show. Uh, but you're getting her with less than a week to, to build up to it. You know, so, yeah. I mean, there's a lot there, a lot there that, that you can't complete just because of the circumstances. Uh, here's the thing. I still think this can be a banger. I still think this can be a, a knockdown, dragout match. I think Charlotte is a big match performer. She proved that at Evolution. She proved that at WrestleMania before. And I think sometimes people sleep on her just because she's been so consistently good. Oh, and Becky's the hot new thing. So I don't think you should uh, sleep on Charlotte in this situation. I agree. I mean, there's a strong possibility that with uh, with with interference from Becky Lynch that she could actually come out on top in this scenario. Yeah. Personally, um, up until the point that I heard that we were we may be working towards Lynch and Rousey at WrestleMania, I was a little disappointed that this match was happening at Survivor Series. I, I want to see this match. Uh, I think it's going to be good. It's a match we deserve. It just Survivor Series just doesn't have the oomph behind it that it used to. It's not as as matter no matter how much they want it to be. It's not one of the major shows anymore. You know, not. I, I know everyone says the big four, the big four, uh, WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, uh, and then some people say that Money in Bank is probably a part of that connection with SummerSlam. And I, I would say that's true. But this is a bigger show. It's two nights in Los Angeles, a big media market. You know, it's a big, big town. And I think they're, they're going to do something special with this. This show on paper is stacked. But storyline, there's been so many different shakeups with it that the television has been a little bit more exciting to watch than the show that we're actually building to. Uh, and usually it's been the other way around where we've had these sleeper shows sneak up on us where the pay-per-views themselves are great, but the TV getting to them has been up and down. Maybe some things are good, but overall we can't say we're driving on all cylinders. I would say for this show, I'm much more inter- into it than I was Monday afternoon because of everything that's happened and, and shaking it up so much. And I think that uh, that unpredictability of it has made it more intriguing. Another thing, I think it makes it harder to predict the outcome of a lot of these big matches, specifically this one. I want to make a prediction that I think someone's going to win, but I don't think anyone's going to win clean in these bigger matches. There's going to be some ounce of little dustiness that you can play with to get through this. I do see Ronda Rousey coming out of this one, though, with what will be her most definitive victory so far. Right. Well, it's funny. I actually... Disagree. <laughs> I think that if there's one match that's going to have a screwy finish, it's going to be this one. Just because I, even though they're having this Charlotte-Ronda Rousey match here, I, I don't think this is going to be the last time we see this. No. And it's the bigger deal. It's going to be made of it at a later date at a larger show, in my opinion. Mm-mm. Let us know what you guys think in the chat. Press like if you're into WrestleMania. Click that like button. And, of course, fire off down below. I'll try and uh, get more comments in here. Some people thinking that they that, that Ronda's going to be Charlotte. They think it, she's going to get mowed down. You know, uh, and other people are thinking maybe this is going to build to four horsewomen versus four horsewomen. Of course, you know, Ronda Rousey's got her MMA friends that have jumped over to NXT down uh, down there, and she would have her four, her three friends. And, uh, you know, Charlotte, you bring your friends. I'll bring my friends. And, uh, you know, that could be a match. A lot of people thought we were going to get that at Survivor Series this year. But what's to say we don't get that? <laughs> what's to say we don't get that before WrestleMania, too? I mean... See, maybe maybe I hold WrestleMania to too high esteem. I mean, I, that should happen at WrestleMania, yeah. if not at Survivor Series. You know, I just it just it, I don't know. It just seems messy. Like when they have, let's say for example, we were getting Becky Lynch and uh, Ronda, Ronda Rousey at Elimination Chamber, which is something that may actually happen because yeah. you never really know. That is that's like a, a huge letdown for me. Like that is not the great. They call it the greatest stage of them all for a reason. The so greatest of them all. The showcase of the Immortals. Yes, all all the abbreviations. Yes. Um, what's up, Nebraska? We got people watching and uh, streaming live with us from Nebraska, from Ireland, all over the world. Shout out where you guys are watching from. Uh, people also giving their Survivor Series predictions here. Uh, James Fernando saying that Charlotte has an opportunity to break the internet 
with a career-defining performance at Survivor Series. You know, anytime you're stepping in there with Ronda Rousey, because of her celebrity, because of her acumen in, in combat sports, you're going to get the rub, the proverbial rub. And the, the more hardcore fans say, you know, Ronda doesn't deserve this, and then she has a great match, and then they stop. And then a week later, they get back to it. And it's just this cycle over and over again. Eventually, you know, everyone's going to not do that anymore. And I think Ronda has to continually beat those expectations and meet them. And I think that's that right. puts a lot on her at the same time. Uh, I mean, it seems like she's up to the task. I mean, she's going out of her way to try to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never understood the narrative that, that surrounds her of her not being deserving. Yeah. She's literally the, the most, you know, influential uh, combat sports uh, woman that there's ever been. How, how is she not deserving? She's one of the most influential female athletes of all time, you know, in terms exactly. of what she did for UFC and brought so many people to the table with them. But people, you know, when you're on top, people want to crap on you. I'm a Michael Jordan fan. You know, everyone wanted to hate on MJ when he was on top. Now they're doing it to LeBron, and now I'm doing it to LeBron, but that's a different story. Survivor Series <laughs> Survivor Series uh, is kicking up with a lot of other matches. Uh, in this one, a little bit of an expectation of some interference here, but we're going to see a proverbial Dream match on paper. Shinsuke Nakamura, the United States champion over on SmackDown, taking on Seth Rollins, who burns it down on Raw with the Intercontinental Championship. Everyone thinks that we're just going to see Dean Ambrose get himself in this match. What do you think? I mean, that's the obvious choice. Uh, personally, I prefer if, if, if I you know was blessed with a job with the WWE, I would have the match, have a clean finish, and just have Dean come in after the fact and destroy Rollins. Yeah, and, I don't think and I'm fine with that, too. I'm fine you know, with that. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be one thing if uh, the narrative they, they seem to be setting is that Nakamura is, you know, really excited about this match, and Rollins could barely give a crap because he's, you know, solely focused on Ambrose. Yeah. So the, the idea of having, you know, um, Ambrose coming and cost Rollins a match he doesn't necessarily care about doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So let the fans enjoy the match. Then after the fact, continue the storyline between Rollins and Ambrose. Um, but I, I think this is the dream match that people want just in terms of pure athleticism. Uh, Rollins in pay-per-view matches has been consistently entertaining. He had one. He's had the best matches on Raw in the last year, year and a half. And Nakamura, even though he's the he's the United States champion, everyone's been saying for the last few months, at least since the summer, that he's fallen off the map. Everyone's saying he's getting buried. I'm sorry. Do you get buried when you're a champion? Do you get buried when you have that? I don't see it. But I do see a big opportunity for Shinsuke to really really do something special here. And I also think this will be telling of his future uh, and how he looks in this match. We'll have a better idea of, uh, are we going to see this guy for a long time? Because there's been a bunch of speculation, rumor and innuendo. Yeah, that Shinsuke Nakamura could be going back east to New Japan Pro Wrestling. I don't see it. I think the guy is very happy, even even as a, a smaller role player, a supporting role that he has in WWE right now. I think he's he's happier. He's there's you can see it in his performance and the way someone kind of carries themselves. That's just my read of it. Um Well, I mean, I, I'd be happy too not getting dropped on my head for a living. <laughs> yeah, that kind of helps as well. Uh some people expecting some uh, interference there from from Dean Ambrose for sure. And obviously this is just kind of seems like a, a pit stop before we get to Dean Ambrose and Rollins, which that's your TLC main event. That's the match you can build to with a big – it kind of writes itself, and it, that does feel predictable. But guess what? It's predictable in a fun way. You know what I mean? It, that's We're finally then going to get a tables, letter and chairs match that has a, a gritty, real issue tied to it. And and maybe you, you throw that ladder – you throw that uh, intercontinental title at the top of the ladder. It helps too, right? So. Well, I mean, we all know that with Brock being universal champion again, the intercontinental title is going to be elevated and essentially be the title on – Raw. If you think about it, it makes perfect sense why everything shook out the way they did and why they've been featuring Rollins the way they have. Mm-hmm. They've literally been positioning him as the guy to begin with. Mm-hmm. So it, it all just falls completely into place. All right. If you're joining us on the live stream, I do want to remind you guys, if you just watched the live stream, you can also subscribe to the podcast of the show. We're on iTunes. We're on TuneIn. And you can get the audio. So maybe you can't watch the whole thing or you can get the whole thing on demand audio whenever you are. Uh, the crazy thing is we do the show later in the afternoon. Like uh, you knew this. Uh, Tuesday was insane with what happened with Daniel Bryan becoming the crazy, WWE crazy, champion. Yeah. He turned heel. Mm-hmm. Becky Lynch said that Charlotte's going to take her place. There's a lot going on in SmackDown that they kind of had to retcon their way into a Survivor Series. And I did a show mm-hmm. at 
5 p.m. And two and a half hours later, everything we talked about was out the window. So thankfully, we can do all that here on the podcast this week. Uh, and I'll, I'll also tell you guys that we're going to be doing a live show after Survivor Series, uh, late Sunday night. We'll be doing a show of up-to-the-minute coverage with Lavelle Porter, just covering everything on the show. So maybe you start watching Survivor Series like a half an hour after it starts or whatever. Lavelle will have you covered, and you kind of have that double-screen experience. You know, We'll be going with one of these over here and one of those over there, and we're ready to go. All right, so thank you guys. We're going to keep continuing here. So Seth Rollins, Shinsuke Nakamura, I think it's going to be a good match. I don't know if it's going to be a WrestleMania match, but I do want to talk about this other one here. This is the one. Um, I'm... It, this is a match that I thought could have been a WrestleMania match uh, under very different rolled circumstances. Mm-hmm. But we're getting heel versus heel. We're getting yeah, heel Daniel Bryan. We're getting a newly villainous Daniel Bryan. And if you didn't believe it, just look at that man's face when he took mm-hmm. that picture backstage and you just had this smug look on his face like, why didn't I do this a long time ago? Why didn't I, I just... Have ask, I have to ask, am I the only person that when he... After he did what he did and he, you know, won the match and he looked down at the title and looked up at the screen, am I the only person that immediately was like, dot, 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 dragon? Is that you? <gasps> oh! Where have you been? We've been counting We've been counting to five and waiting for you to appear this whole time. I was sitting, I was sitting on my bed like, Mark Gasm, it's happening. <laughs> if he shows up bald next week, I'm going to lose. No, he won't do that. He won't do that. Come on. Yeah, you got to protect the gimmick, buddy. You can have everything, right? <laughs> have everything. Uh, I, I'm a big Daniel Bryan fan in, in terms of someone who just covers wrestling. You got to have your favorites that you just pick and you just mark out for him like a little kid, right? That's why we're, we still watch wrestling because we, we still have the same feelings we sort of had when we were little children we watch it and it's evolved with us and Daniel Bryan is a wrestler I've seen in gymnasiums I've seen him in arenas I've seen him in uh, smaller arenas and then I've seen him in football stadiums I saw him return at Wrestlemania he's just one of my all-time favorites and uh, I, I was I was kind of like oh like this is why this is working because I feel like a little kid and I was like how are you letting me down why did you do like for 30 seconds and I was like "Ooh, this is great you can say whatever you want about WWE. They got the suspension of disbelief from me, a guy who talks about this. My job is to talk about wrestling after I've watched it as a little kid. And I was a little kid for 30 seconds on Tuesday when I watched that match. And that match is incredible. Those two mm-hmm. matches uh, that they had on free television, by the way, um, are some of the best SmackDown matches of the year, if not some of the best WWE matches of the year, and the best matches that Daniel Bryan has had since he came back from injury. Uh, but I am uh, reluctant. I wanted to see the big Daniel Bryan confetti dropping moment of the 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 vigilant returning baby face. Uh, but you know they do have some motivation. They do have some things here where they said you know things didn't click for me, but when I finally started cheating is when I finally started winning. You know, so we'll find out more, especially uh, in whatever pre-show, pre-match interview they can do on Sunday. But still, right. we're getting Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan, title versus Never title. Yeah. Never thought it would happen. I, I mean, this is a clear sign that um, if we had any confusion about Daniel Bryan's elf, uh, clearly it's not a problem because they would not be putting him in the ring with Brock Lesnar if there were any questions about Daniel Bryan's elf. That's the first thing. The second thing is, Mm-hmm. This match is so ridiculous. I'm actually going to pick Daniel Bryan to win. Whoa. Whoa. I'm- Slow down. I love me some hey. DB. I'm back, D. Bry. He's in my fave five, man, like, like, like Booker T said. But still, this is Brock Lesnar who outweighs him by at least 120 pounds. This is also a match that Daniel Bryan has wanted for years. He's wanted this match for a very long time, and he's getting it on very, very short notice. But I do think of the three big matches that we were talking about here in terms of singles matches, this is the one that I think has absolutely some outside interference that's involved into it. And whether it's – go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, thank you, sir. Um, you mentioned Daniel Bryan's size, but it, I don't know if you think about it. Who who beat Brock Lesnar for the WWF title, WWE title, all those years ago? Mm. And was it No Mercy? Mm-hmm. No way out. Mm-hmm. Was it No way out? It was No way out. Who who was that? It was Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero? <gasps> Is Eddie Guerrero that much larger than Daniel Bryan? No, you're, you you got a good point there. You have a very good point, okay. Lavelle. I'll just take saying. that. I'm just saying. Michael Mahoney saying this is the real David versus Goliath. 
Derek O'Reilly says, any news on whether Brock Lesnar may face The Rock at WrestleMania for the belt? Vince will be desperate more than ever to secure The Rock, especially for Roman Reigns. We'll get into some other WrestleMania stories later on in the show. I've, I have some ideas on that, but we're talking Daniel Bryan, Brock Lesnar. Daniel Bryan will cheat and play dirty to win. Uh, and maybe a faction, perhaps? Who knows? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey man, I got some ideas for that. But that's, that's actually the, the, one of the main reasons I'm picking him to win is the fact that he turned heel. Like it, that gives them an out. Like he could just cheat and win. Like he doesn't have. It's not one of those things where he has to, you know, roll up Brock and it, it, he could just cheat. And, he, he can he could win this match the same way he won the WWE title. Yeah, kick Brock in the nuts, running knee, done. <laughs> Which uh, he'll. I he, I think he'll try that, but I don't think he'll win. Uh, I think I, also also you got to think that Braun Strowman is there. And and Braun Strowman is going to be at this event, and Braun Strowman wants to get his hands on Baron Corbin, and Braun Strowman wants to beat Brock. And though it wasn't effective at Crown Jewel, the idea was that you know Braun was was blindsided and then laid out and kind of a cut off from actually having a real match with Brock. Um, if that's still a match they want to do, I don't know how people how how mom, what momentum Braun would have to do that though if he just ran out and got involved in this match on Sunday I still think people would be excited about it I think the reaction yeah. to it would still be very very huge uh then on top of it where is AJ Styles on this show where is AJ Styles on the show is he gonna is he gonna be inserted in one of the five-man matches is he gonna be in the men's match how is he gonna be involved in the show AJ has been a huge star for them the end of his title reign was very unceremonious uh, and I really think that he's going to want to get back in that picture. Uh, so now I'm thinking we get ourselves a triple threat uh, down the line somewhere. I'm into it. Brock Lesnar will beat Daniel Bryan at Survivor Series about one minute and 26 seconds like Goldberg. Goldberg. All right, sir. All right, sir. Let's, let's not get too crazy. Let's yeah. not get too crazy here. Mike, Michael Jodakowski says, why would they make Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan if Daniel Bryan can't take bumps like AJ Styles? Well, that's a very broad statement. You know, Daniel Bryan, what do you think there? That's a, that's a very serious question. Daniel Bryan came back from a, a very serious series of concussions and went through mm-hmm. a very long, regimented form of, of medical testing. But now WWE's got to believe in his physical strengths and how he's working and how he's adapted. He's certainly not. I would say he's much more cautious in the ring than I, than I've seen him in the past, and and I like that. And I don't feel a sense of tension, like oh man, don't hurt yourself out there, you know, and everything that you've been through with your body, with your neck, with your shoulder, and with your brain, you know, don't do that. But now you're in the ring with, for lack of a better phrase, one of the most reckless monsters that wrestling has ever created, uh, and uh, he's he's certainly snug is not the word, but I mean when you watched Raw on Monday, uh, what he was doing to the Singh brothers with those German suplexes was insane. And he's picking up a guy who's very, very small. He's used to picking up dudes like Braun Strowman or, or the Undertaker guys who are six plus. He's going to pick up Daniel Bryan, give him, give him a German suplex. That's going to look really violent. And I wonder, uh, I'm not saying he can't handle it because he wants that. He wants that challenge. He wants the grit of that match. Daniel Bryan, you know, is, is going to be, yes, See, people are agreeing with me here in the chat. Look at that. Look at that. Imagine that on Daniel Bryan. It's going to be kind of crazy, and that's why I think that match could potentially steal the show. If they're allowed to be as violent as Daniel Bryan wants it to be, it could be, but it could also be something very, very hard to watch considering Daniel Bryan's medical history. Right. Yeah, the fact that this is even happening leads me to believe that they know something we don't. As far as Brian's health is concerned, maybe they trust him. Um, so, you know, yeah, they, must, they have to. They, if, if this is I mean, if you're, gonna, if you're gonna, and you got to trust anybody you're gonna put out there in the ring. But the thing is, with Brock, I think he gets the exception to the rule sometimes, where he's allowed to like, all right, well, Brock, yeah, Brock's gonna potato you a couple times. You're having a Brock match. It's kind of what you sign up for. And you've heard people say that before. I, I've also heard. I think I can't remember who it was. It may have been Booker T. Somebody was talking about how working with Brock is like a night off. Because everything he does looks insane, okay. but it's really not. Look, I, I'm trying. I'm racking my brain to try to figure out who the hell it was. It was somebody, Cena maybe. Mm. It may have been Cena who said that. And you know, considering Cena, he gets he German suplex Cena like 57 times in one match. If he's saying that, you know. Yeah. So, uh, in terms of general other matches on the card that are pretty good, is there anything on the undercard that's that's kind of popping your interest? I'm. I mean, you're gonna laugh, but I'm kind of interested to see what happens with the AOP the bar match. I, I'm. I don't even understand why this match is happening or why they put the titles on AOP for before Survivor Series. <clears throat> like, it, 
I don't, but for me, you know, AOP has had some good matches in, in NXT. Not so much since being on the main roster. If anybody could get a good match out of the AOP on, on a pay-per-view, it's going to be the bar. It's like they can make anybody look good. So I'm curious to see what happens there. Yeah, and uh, do we get any, uh, you know, some people say WrestleMania season starts earlier and earlier, just like how we hear Christmas music on the radio too early year and year. Sometimes WrestleMania season starts to tend start earlier and earlier. Do you think we could see some trickling, some seeds? So let's put some blood in the water and see what we got in terms of those big five-man matches and the five-on-five -five women's matches. Could we see some new potential feuds set up as we get going towards that big event in New York next year? I'm pretty sure. I mean, you have to use this as a launching point. Mm -hmm. I'd be curious to see that. I, I could have sworn that there was rumors around there being another draft or uh, shakeup or something like that before WrestleMania. That that information it died down, so I haven't heard anything about it. But it would be interesting to see that if, if they use this as a launch point to see what they may have, and then do a shuffle before we get to WrestleMania to set up those matches. Because you can't have WrestleMania and have you know five different cross promotional matches. That doesn't make any sense. Usually, get one of those if if if, if you get one at all. So. Yeah, and uh, what what do you think is going to stand out in the undercard? I'm looking forward to Mustafa Ali potentially getting himself that purple and platinum on the on the kickoff show. I'm rooting for him every really, time. Yeah, it would be really bizarre for him to take the belt off of Buddy that fast. Yeah, it's almost if I put it on him. I, I'm just who I'm rooting for. You know what I mean? I know I know, I yeah. I see Buddy getting that belt at least until sometime before WrestleMania or, or afterwards. Uh, I think he's going to be a part of that. Uh, <clears throat> Some people already just trying to put their own thing here. Yeah, Brock Lesnar is going to squash him at the Survivor Series. This is going to happen here. Continue to give <laughs> us your uh, WrestleMania thoughts here. I do want to get into a more ridiculous story. Uh, this one from WrestleZone.com as we get out get out of the uh, our Survivor Series round of predictions. Once again, you'll have live coverage of that, and we'll do a post-show uh, late Sunday night. So keep your notifications on on Facebook and, and everything. Uh, I want to know, uh, what do you think of this? Enzo Amore, according to Pro Wrestling Sheet today, was removed from an airplane at JFK Airport in the Northeast uh, heading to Los Angeles because he would not stop vaping. And <laughs> one of the broiest bro things that a bro can bro, uh, he would not stop vaping and would not follow flight attendant's orders. When he was, the plane had to be reversed while they were on the tarmac. <laughs> so you have an entire sold out plane. And then he's getting taken off and someone kind of figures out who he is and just yells, yeah. how you doing? <laughs> when he got kicked <laughs> off there. Uh, and um, what a fall from grace for this guy who was once, you know, one of the more talked about guys in WWE. I mean, <laughs> this is that, that is the most Enzo Mori story I've heard, heard in yeah. a long time. He can't, ride, really he can't ride a bus with other people. He can't ride a plane with anyone, you know? It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, just what, it's, just, it's just one of those things where it's like, dude. <laughs> You, you, he, I hear he's getting into stand up comedy now. Maybe oh. he's practicing this. Come for on, a bit. let me have something, Enzo. Let me have one hey. thing. <laughs> Enzo is a jack of all trades between the, <laughs> the wrestling and the rapping. Like, I, I hear that his next show is actually going to be it's a musical performance with stand up comedy. Oh, great. Yeah, that's a great idea. So, Thank you. I, I have no idea how that's going to work or if it's even possible for something like that to work. But damn it, I want to see him try. Yeah. Uh, uh, immediately when I saw this, I thought of the awful pun uh, from, of course, the classic early 2000s film starring Samuel L. Jackson. And I wanted to apply it to this. I'm tired of these mother flipping vapes on this mother flipping plane. I felt I needed to get that in there. It was needed. It was needed. I'm, you're shaking your head. It's absolutely. I apologize I, in advance. You I know apologize. what? I think we're all much better for you. Better for you um, having you said having you said that joke. <laughs> uh, of course, that's what's going on with Enzo Amore. You can check out that story over at WrestleZone.com. Do you want to get into this one? A big and match announced for Ring of Honor's pay per view final battle December 14th. This one will see Cody Rhodes challenge Jay Lethal for the Ring of Honor world title, but the circumstances of the match are very interesting. Of course, Cody Rhodes and the Elite are saying that wherever we're going, we're going together. And Cody Rhodes has said that this will be his final match for Ring of Honor, but he says if he wins that title, the title comes with him into free agency. So it kind of reminds me of a Money in the Bank situation they had with CM Punk so many years ago. What do you think of this? This is a very awkward position for Ring of Honor to be in as Cody Rhodes is saying all these things on social media himself. Well, um, 
in all honesty, thinking about it, I, I think that this is just leading to uh, more of a partnership between the NWA and Ring of Honor. Because mm. Cody's still been circling, um, been circling, um, what is his name? Smashing Pumpkins. Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan. Um, he's, they've still been circling each other since Cody lost the title. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this made up free agency thing. It just it just looks like they may be doing what WWE should have done with CM Punk when he took the title at Money Bay, Money in the Bank. It's just Cody Ryan, Cody Rhodes is going to apply the same storyline and just do it the correct way. He's going to show up at the NWA shows with the ROH title. Yeah, he'll be at Comic Con with the title. He'll be this place. He'll be that place. He'll show up at Hot Topic with the title. Maybe he'll defend it in front of a Hot Topic. Who knows? But. At, at the end of the day, that that's probably going to be the best way to get the most interest out of it. Now, final battle is December, but the real show that everyone in the Ring of Honor kind of New Japan world outside of WWE is really looking forward to is April 6th, the night before WrestleMania in New York City at Madison Square Garden. Uh, right before WWE presents their biggest show of the year, this show is already sold out, and it is sold out on just the uh, expectation of what Ring of Honor could do with the Elite, who may or may not be under contract and may or may not be on that show. Cody Rhodes has gone on the record on, on Twitter and saying, I'm not going to be on that show. Right now, I'm not booked for that show. Uh, and But, I mean, obviously, so there's going to be a lot of New Japan talent that are expected to be there, but we don't know if we're going to get Kenny Omega. We don't know if we're going to get the Bucks. We don't know if you're going to get those being the Elite guys, be the Elite. Um, and you don't know if you're going to get them. And now it looks like, well, that guy could get the title. Here's my thing. If if Cody Rhodes wins that title, he is going to be on that show. And I think that, I think this is all just, you know, shake your hips because you're getting twerked, man. Like, you, you know what I mean? This is, this is the long bait, and I don't mind it. I don't mind it one bit if it's what they have to do in the modern age to get their fan base to go on the ride with them. And some people would say it's right. disingenuous. I say, no, man, this is how you sell a storyline now in 2018. You, you play a little bit of your character on social media. You keep putting drops of blood in the water for the sharks, and we all go nuts, and we eat the chum. And I, I'm, right. I, I, I'm yum, yum, yum. I'll eat it up. I'm into it, you know? Uh, so I'm totally down for this. Let's see what these people are saying here in the chatty chat. Uh, I think WWE, they'll just pretend for a, it went for a while and cancel <laughs> Cody's possible belt. Yeah, because your assumption is that Cody Rhodes is going to WWE. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't assume anything. I think with these guys, they're, they're so good about doing things that really, really surprise people, specifically the elite and Cody Rhodes. All in was all about that. They're about doing things, I think, outside of the WWE sphere. I think that would be the most surprising thing if we saw the elite Cody Rhodes, that whole group go to WWE. It would be the most shocking of, of the options. You know what just dawned on me? The Royal Rumble's coming up. You're not the Do first to bring to that up. Defense? You're not the first to bring that up, man. You're not the first to bring that up. Yeah. That's a, it's a hell of a time for their contracts to be coming up. Mm-mm-mm. Just a random question here. Uh, Logan Blade wants to know, Kevin, which wrestler from any company would you like to interview on your podcast? Well, I'm talking to Cody Rhodes right now. I went to All In. I thought they did some really game-changing things there. I think he's having some great matches. He has such a a perspective on wrestling that is so unique uh, but also so uh, traditional. And modern, and at the same time, so he balances a lot of different things. I know I'm just because he's the topic we're talking about right now. I would love to chat with him. Uh, Daniel Bryan has done some of the best matches I've ever seen, so I would love to have him on the show at some point. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's just jump right into your questions here in the final segment of the show. We'll just take all of your questions. Lavelle Porter is over there on that side of the screen. He gives you all of your reporting for our big live events. I'm Kevin Kelm, and we're just going to take your questions here at the end of the show. We do this at the end of every podcast. Maybe you want to tag your friends, let them know about it in the stream as well. Share and like this video on Facebook, or just you know check out the podcast as well. I know, plug, 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 plug. People get very annoyed that I do that. But when you're a live stream, people are just joining us here. So let's get in this. What if and the, for nine ninety nine? <laughs> for nine ninety nine, yes. Uh, what if the elite turns into an independent stable that does invasions of Ring of Honor and Impact? What if they just become their own entity? What do you think of that? I, I'm not entirely sure how that would work. You'd have to have buy-in from literally every indie promotion there is. The smaller ones, yes, but I mean, I, I know there's going to have the, the larger shows. The larger promotions are going to want a little bit more exclusivity than that. And in all honesty, if it doesn't happen in the WWE, and this is going to sound like I'm crapping on the indies, does it really matter? Mm, true. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. It's like they, they've literally done everything they could as far as the indies are concerned. The only thing, literally the only thing left for them to do, well, the NWA, because that's new, they could do that. But the only thing left is the WWE. True. 
True. If they, and, but also with streaming, those things are all different. You have real platforms sure. you can reach people on now. Sure. Uh, Des Answorth wants to know, is there a way for people to get your podcast if they're on Android? Yes, we're on a bunch of different things. If you get the RSS feed, you can get us on podcast apps like Beyond App. We're on TuneIn. If you don't want to download the show and you just want to stream it, you can get it on that. We're not just on iTunes. We're on a lot of different things. We're also on SoundCloud. If you listen to music on SoundCloud, you can look up our podcast on that as well. So thank you for checking that out. If you're not watching the whole show live, I appreciate that. Uh, do you think the Taker, do you think Undertaker will be at Survivor Series? This is a great question. I hope not. Why? <laughs> I love The Undertaker, um, but I think it's time. Um, every time I see him in the ring, it kind of hurts me a little bit to see him in a diminished capacity. Mm. Love the guy. I just don't. I just don't like. I just don't like seeing it. Like well, the main event of Crown Jewel when mm-hmm. I went back and watched it, oh, it that hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All four. You know what? He did look good at uh, the greatest Royal Rumble that's ever rumbled. Uh, he'd he'd look he'd look strong at that. I thought he looked fine, mind you. He didn't. You know, it was just a fun match with with a lot of uh, a lot of Gaga, as they say. Yeah, uh, they enjoyed it. That will Kurt Angle attack Corbin on Sunday? Well, Corbin's just become a wonderful uh, be- beating bag for everyone to just get down on. Stephanie Man's going off on him. Braun wants to get him. Kurt Angle wants to get the guy. Uh, I think uh, he's an underrated heel. The, the the position he's been put in recently has really allowed him to excel as a personality. And some people say, oh, he's kind of built, he's kind of boring and this and that. I was like, first off, he's a tall guy who's playing a fairly submissive chicken shiz character convincingly. And that's very hard to do when you're his height and you have that you have that build and that strongness. But the fact that he's always in his suit just makes it so annoying. <laughs> like, like, I'm always just like, what are you doing? Take what? You look like a jerk at a bar, <laughs> like, like 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 that type of thing. He's very easy to boo. I think he's done a good job here. I uh, want to talk about this. Uh, NXT TakeOver is on Saturday. Who do you think wins war games? Uh, considering the fact that the Undisputed Era won the last one, and I believe they came out on top at the end of NXT this past yesterday, I, I think it's obvious that the, the good guys are going to come out on top. I don't somewhere. know about that. I really I mean, don't. They, they can't win everything. And they literally went. The only thing they've ever lost, well, they, they Ricochet beat Cole, but it's very rare that those guys lose anything. I think that if it's something that they can lose, it, it could be this match. Mm. They had, what did they have the game from it? Mm, true. Uh, Michael Mahoney. <laughs> Michael Mahoney wants to go. Do we get any indication of who will be the Raw GM after Survivor Series? I think we'll have a great indication of whether or not Corbin will remain in that role. Whether or not Kurt Angle will, will kind of return and resume that. I thought Kurt had a great showing two weeks ago in London. I thought it was the best match he's had uh, as a singles since he's been back, and we haven't seen many of those. And those should be sparing. Those should be those shouldn't be every week. It was a big deal, and I think he, you hide him in these big multi-man matches and allows him to not uh, you know be at risk for injury in mm-hmm. his extended age with his injury history too. But I think him on TV regularly is a good thing, but I also think him not being the GM allows you to have a big match with him at WrestleMania, and that is something he absolutely savors. I don't think he came back to WWE without the idea of potentially having another big, uh, you know, show-stealing match that he wants to have. He's a guy who desires that. I agree. Get in this war machine. Oops, I mean war raiders. Yes, some people think they're going to be successful this weekend as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so a lot of fun stuff going on this weekend. What is uh, something that's not on the radar for this weekend that you're like, oh, there's so much going on. We got takeover. We got Survivor Series. There's a lot going on. We th- we're thinking of the undercard. Is there just something in the mix of it that you're just like, no one's talking about this, and this could happen. What's the big What's the big takeaway of something that could sneak up on us, and we're all like, wow. What do you think that is? What's the biggest surprise? Surprise that could sneak up on us this weekend. I don't know if it's going to be a surprise, uh, surprise but I think the Velveteen Dream is going to become the NXT champion what? on Saturday. What? Um, what? Yeah, I, I think it's going to happen. Um, I don't know if it's going to be clean, but I think that when it's going to happen. I don't know if you notice it, but the NXT title, it, it's on this weird kind of loop. It's like somebody wins it, they'll hold it for almost a year. Then the next couple of reigns is always like, Two, two takeovers. You get two takeovers and they take the belt off you. I don't think the situation is going to be any different, mm. especially with Gar- Gargano being a heel, a heel now and feeling with Alistair Black. Trust yeah. me, I'm almost willing to put money on the fact that Velveteen Dream is going to walk up with the title. You know, people make the comparison between the NXT takeover show and the kind of main roster show, whatever it is. Now they're, they're kind of yep. connected with the big four. Uh, yep. I think I this is the first time in a while where I feel I'm more inclined to the, the main roster Survivor Series card. 
than I am the TakeOver show. I'm not saying TakeOver isn't as good. Just this is the first time in a while, maybe a year or so, where I compare both shows and I'm like, that one, even with everything that's happened, I'm still like, I'm still going with Survivor Series right now. Not to say I'm not going to watch TakeOver. Excuse me? Is it because of the newness of the matches? Because literally almost every match on the card is a match we've never seen before. I was, if you think I, about it. Yeah, I, it is the newness of it. And it was also uh, the the idea of so much is shaking up, you know, and I felt really talked into everything by Becky Lynch. The shake it with Daniel Bryan. Now he's going to have this match that, uh, that if you're a fan of him individually, you've always wanted him to have. So you're getting a lot mm-hmm. of new, exciting things. It does feel like a real shuffle of the deck, you know, like that whatever we're going to get out of this, we're going to have a better idea of what's going to happen for the next three months we're going to see out of this because we already know we're getting Seth and Dean on raw heavy. They're, they're doing that, but they're holding off on a lot of physicality with them and different things. And, you know, we're getting it, but it just feels like you're getting a little bit of this. We're getting a little bit of this because we got to hold off. We're getting a little bit of this. And the same way that there just felt like there were so many things they could have went full force with before crown jewel. Now we're getting them, <laughs> but then all those things because of injuries are out the window. So I, I got to give it to WWE with all the circumstances of guys with injuries, especially recently, they've been dealing with it pretty well. They've been dealing with it pretty well. I, I, I got to give it up to them. Any, yeah, update, uh, any update on Becky Lynch's injury with her being pulled from a Survivor Series? You know, there's no clear return uh, from a concussion, but the fact that we, you know, as we said at the top of the show, uh, it looks like there's some talk of her being in the main event of WrestleMania. That, that's a big thing for her. And if, if they think she's ready to go by then, you know, maybe there is some kind of trajectory. But it's also a concussion. Those are never clear. Uh, breaking an orbital bone, anything in your head is not something that's going to heal Normally, anything above, I've been told, anything above your belly button doesn't heal like you think it will. It takes a little yeah. bit longer. Uh, so who you knows? Can't exactly, you can't exactly put it in a sling either. Yeah, so. yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, when you're jacking your jaw all the time, maybe it's harder to get your nose to heal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do you think Velvet Sky will join Ring of Honor or WWE? I don't know. Uh, she's kind of been out of the scene for a little bit, but I think she's someone who's kind of happy doing that. I think she had her run. Is she still wrestling? I thought she was doing fitness stuff now. She does a lot of fitness stuff, but I, I think she does spots here and there and, and different convention okay. type things. But I don't know. I don't, I don't. It's not clear to me whether or not she's back in the ring uh, like that. People agreeing with you on the the Velvet Dream, Velveteen Dream being the most over black wrestler WWE has had since Mark Henry in 2011. I hope WWE didn't screw him up. But the chances are they will. I love how everyone immediately thinks they're gonna. They got this thing that's really great, but you know they're gonna. You know they're gonna mess up. You you, you know they're gonna do it. Listen to me on one of my nineteen podcasts. Yeah, I love how everyone just just let it happen before you just say it's gonna be bad. I love how everyone just has this expectation of that. Now 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 Lavelle, you. I mean, I, I'm the same way. I feel exactly the same way. I actually, and you know, I I, I spend so much time watching wrestling. <laughs> you do. I, I, you do. I find myself. I book it in my head. Like I know how I would debut the yeah. Velveteen Dream, and I know I know how to get him over. Are you curious? Get do it. Okay. Whoever the I, this 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 was working in my head as far as Roman Reigns still being Intercontinental Champion. This is how far how long ago I've been thinking about this. On Raw, Roman's in the backstage having a having an interview. He gets a package. Mm. It's, it's some sort of a gift. It's like oh, it's flowers or something along those lines. Oh, somebody sent Roman flowers. Who's this? The next week, it's candy. What the color? What color are their flowers? Huh? What color are their flowers? Uh, purple. Duh. Okay. <laughs> so every every week he's getting his gifts and nobody has any idea any any idea who it is. Reigns is in the ring. Dream comes out, and you know everybody's gonna like everybody's gonna be confused. Oh, he 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 was sending all these things to Reigns. No, he's not sending the gifts to Reigns. He's sending the gifts to the Intercontinental Title. Oh boy. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So man. his obsession. Actually, the Intercontinental title. title. Ah. They had in, in, in Dream's first match, he beats Reigns for the Intercontinental Championship. Reigns goes on, wins whatever world title there is. But that would be the perfect way to get the Velveteen Dream on the main roster and build up his character as it is right now. Because what are they going to do? Have a bunch of vignettes that, to try to explain what he is and what he does? Most people who watch Raw and SmackDown, they don't watch NXT. It's like they're gonna have to re-explain who he is. I, I feel like that's the best way to do it. And let me know what you think about that in the comments. I'm curious. If you think it's stupid, feel free to let me know. Yeah, what and, do if, you think and if you're listening to the podcast, let Lavelle know. They can, you, they can tweet you, Lavelle, if they don't like your oh, yeah. idea at all. Because uh, that's what people do now. As someone who covers things on the internet, we don't hear about when people love stuff. We hear about when people despise things first. Uh, but yes, let him know. If the, what, what, where do they want to follow you on Twitter? What, what do they want to do? Uh, my Twitter handle is Above Average LLP. 
Yeah, and and also he runs our Twitter also during the, the live shows. He's doing a lot, a lot of stuff during during the live events for us. Um, so I do want to get into this question: Who do you guys think is the most overrated right now? I'm going with Becky and the Miz. Becky Lynch is not overrated. I think she's exceeded not that. Uh, the Miz is one of the the best talkers I think that's that's existed in like the last 15 years. Um, I, I wouldn't say he's overrated. Um, what measures? I, I, I don't like I don't like saying people aren't great when they're when they're doing something. Um, yeah. I'll say this. I think I think the undisputed era is a little bit overrated. I, I, I don't agree. I don't think that they're they're a bad team. I think they're a great heel act. Um, and they've had phenomenal matches. The War Games match last year was one of the best matches of the year. But the week-to-week TV with them has made me feel like, oh, they're hot. People react to them. People boo them and all these different things. But it felt like the promos. All right, we're going to do this promo. We're going to be in front of these steel girders, and we're going to talk. And it's going to be – you're going to see something. I'm gonna, it, it, it was – I wouldn't say it was getting – it was just getting a little bit repetitive. For a show that's only an hour and, and the kind of the repetition is the thing we get into, but I think it just got – you know, you spun the wheel one too many times with them doing it. And I also think the, the injury to Bobby Fish kind of shook some things up for them and they had to make some different changes. And the circumstances afterwards and how they responded to it may, not, may have not been the best. But at the same time, you know, they're – they're a top team there. You know, they're they're a top act. It's still very entertaining, but I do get the the crack that's put on them is they're supposed to be like the generic version of the Bullet Club. And and, and I I only see that just in terms of the the aesthetics and how they're presented and, and different things that they've done with them. But at the same time, I don't see them trying to do that. I see that's more just presentation. Now, I could be completely wrong. I don't mind being wrong. <laughs> That's another thing is with nerddom. People, oh, no, 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 my idea happened, so it, it's great. Um, people don't think Miz is overrated. Look, look how big that comment is. I have to put my head up above it. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Shawn yeah, Michaels is not the same wrestler he was eight years ago. Some discussion here of whether or not Shawn Michaels will come back. We'll save that for another episode because that's a whole other thing here. Uh, once again, if you want to if you want to follow if you want to follow uh, Lavelle Porter, look for him on Twitter as well. Uh, you can follow him at above LLP. Am I correct? Nope. Above average LLP. Oh, oh, excuse me. Uh, I'm, I'm just a C student, so that's what I get. Uh, I'm just average. You can follow me at Kev Kellum, K-E-V-K-E-L-L-A-M. A lot of cool stuff coming up with me, including more stuff on this podcast. Tomorrow, we will do an additional show. As if we don't have enough audio for you and enough streaming video for you this week, uh, right here around 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, right around there. Let me just keep your notifications on. We're going to watch this little show. You may have heard about this. Even more wrestling to dig into. In the Hidden Gems section of the WWE Network, fire this one up and have it queued up, ready to go. It is the recently released pilot for an abysmal TV show from the AWA that featured them having green screened crowds for a match that was filmed in a studio, the AWA Tag Team Challenge Series. We'll watch the pilot for that tomorrow. I'll post the link for it. We'll get we'll get some stuff going for that. And you guys can watch that along with me and uh, and maybe some friends, and we'll have some ridiculous things about it. We'll have some, hopefully have some comedy friends join me on that. Robert DeFeels will be with us on that. And then Sunday night, we'll have a live show after Survivor Series. So make sure your Facebook notifications are on so you can join the live show or just subscribe to the podcast on all the different apps, all those different things. Follow us over at WrestleZone.com. So much going on. Appreciate your support. Uh, I'm so thankful. There's so many options they have with following the world of wrestling and the fact that you choose us, guys who genuinely care about wrestling and are still fans all our lives, something we genuinely appreciate. Genuine. I overuse the word genuine. I've made genuine less genuine. Shout out to Lavelle Porter. Bring him to the table. I like it. Uh, but thank you guys so much for supporting everything we do. Uh, so appreciative of that along the road. Uh, for Lavelle Porter, I'm Kevin Kelm asking you once again, as I do every time, please do this. We get so worked up. But whether or not our predictions happen, the thing I wanted to happen didn't happen exactly the way it happened, so it sucks. Please, please, please calm down. Settle your tea kettle, as Natalia would say, and please enjoy wrestling. Fine broadcast there.